Are you a kingdom-minded real estate investor? Do you see real estate as an incredible vehicle to advance the flourishing of the kingdom and mission of Christ? If so, we welcome you to the Kingdom Real Estate Investors Podcast, the podcast to spotlight and share the stories of real estate investors just like you who are advancing the kingdom of God and using real estate as the vehicle. Let's get into the show. Kingdom entrepreneurs and investors, before we get into the episode, I want to invite you to a very, very special webinar coming up very soon. And the title of this webinar is called Learn How to Quit Your Job and Live on Your Own Terms Through Commercial Real Estate Investing. If you don't know, my name is Ellis Hammond. I'm the founder of Kingdom REI, a real estate coaching and mastermind specifically designed for those who are kingdom-minded and want to learn how to grow and scale a real estate portfolio so that they can, one, live life on their own terms, achieve financial independence, but not just for their own sake, but also for the kingdom's sake, to actually have a marginal, profitable business that they can now leverage to have greater kingdom impact. And if that's something that you're interested in, if you want to learn the exact strategies that have helped me, a former college pastor, build a $100 million plus multifamily real estate portfolio, if you want to learn the secrets and strategies of the dozens and dozens of real estate CEOs, entrepreneurs, and investors inside of our mastermind who've been able to do the same exact thing, I have put together a 90-minute live webinar that I want to invite you to attend. But hurry, because I literally only have 200 seats available for this webinar. You're going to want to go to the uh, oneconnectionaway.com. That's one, spell it all out, O-N-E, connectionaway.com. Come and to grab your seat for this upcoming webinar. Don't miss this. We'll see you on the inside. David, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, happy to be here, Ellis. Dude, pumped to have you. Guys, David is a, a close friend. He's been part of our mastermind uh, in the past and has a passion to help well, first, he's an experienced real estate investor, which I love. So he's got his own track record there. But also, I don't know, man, and you're going to get into this, but has developed a real passion for giving one in his own. But then also, uh, I guess he likes it so much that he wants to help other people give their money away. So I got him on here for me because I always need the encouragement and the reminder, man. Um, I just, dude, I just be honest with you, man. It, it's something that is more right now a discipline than a joy. And I'm hoping to, that you can help me work through that and everyone listening, man. So glad to have you here, David. What's up, well, dude? I'm happy to do what I can. I, I love uh, generosity and, and cheerful giving is not easy. Um, yeah. You know, we, we read that God loves a cheerful giver and then yeah. we don't know what to do with that, right? Yeah. How do we get there? Um, and it's not necessarily an easy path, but I'm happy to help how I can. Will you pray for us, man? I typically pray, but I feel like I'm the one who needs prayer today, dude. So will okay. you pray for us and let's get going? Absolutely. Dear God, thank you so much for Ellis. Thank you for uh, the, the business heart you've given him and the ministry he's had through that. God, I ask that you help us to glorify you in our conversation today and uh, the many people we can hopefully touch just by, by talking about um, the things that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just so let's back up a little bit, man, before we talk about okay. what you're doing for helping accredited investors and folks give. Like, what what is your story into this? I mean, you're you know, as an investor, talk us through that and and also how that's kind of shaped you as a giver at the same time. Yeah. Well, I've been a full-time real estate investor for about eight years. Um, focused mostly on single family homes, flipping and holding small rentals. And then I, I started 
coaching and mentoring new investors as well. And but back in 2016, I had uh, 17 mortgages to pay and I was getting in a little bit over my head and it became clear to me that my contractor could not complete everything he committed to. And honestly, I was scared. I, I was uh, underwater. I had um, hundreds of thousands of dollars of investor money, lender money, partners, all at stake. And, um, and things were falling apart around me. Uh, in, in the midst of that, though, God provided. Month after month, I didn't know where the money was coming from to pay the mortgages, but uh, he brought it. So a, a property would close just in time or a wholesale would drop into my lap and I would sell it just in time to pay all the mortgages. And I learned through that, that hard time that uh, God is seldom early, but never late. He's always providing. And I really had a scarcity mindset, worried, constantly needing to be in control of my properties, my finances, everything that was going on. And by, by finally learning how to depend on God, my scarcity mindset became an abundance mindset. And it really freed me up to, to give lavishly and be generous because he's going to provide everything we need. He really does care for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've, we've read that these verses and uh, Matthew uh, talks about, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap and God takes care of them. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's really hard for us to internalize that. Like, what does that really mean for me? But going through a time like that, help me see. He, he's going to take care of me and I can be freer with these resources that, that he's entrusted to me. It started as a dis, you know, like you, you kind of were forced into it, but now that you are exercising this more that your joy increases, like it's something that, that gets more comfortable, that gets, it's kind of addicting, I guess is maybe the best word. Like for me, really buying real estate is addicting. Like it's scary at first. And now it's like all you want to do. Like I imagine, and I think, I'm curious, like I said, this is more because I, I feel like I need to increase my giving for this reason. Tell me about how that feels to you. Yeah, I think for many years, I would struggle to give 10% because I felt like that's the starting point. And and so I, I was faithful in my giving, but it wasn't a heart thing. It was just, this is what we do as Christians. Maybe I should try to increase it to 11% next year. And um, and I did that. And I I didn't find joy in it per se. But more recently, I've been freed up to really, it, it's, it's tied to that stewardship mentality that nothing I own is mine. Every single thing is God's. He's given me these resources and he has an intention what he wants me to do with them, whether it's grow them to give more, serve others with my time or, or give money away. And when I lean into that, that's when the joy starts, when I'm, I'm less worried about saving for my future or paying for the kids' college. And really asking God, what do you want me to do with these things you've given me? They're, it's all yours, right? It's all God's. He He doesn't tithe, you know, teach tithing to raise money. He uses tithing to raise his children. Let me ask you this, man. So like most of the time we hear this from a pastor, give more money, whatever. Makes sense. He's a pastor. You're an investor, right? So you're taking capital. You're allocating those resources to assets that can appreciate and kick off more cash flow. So walk me through, man, like, now that you are in your you're at your own investor in your own, you're working with other investors. Like, let's talk about that. Like, one, just the challenge of what do I give versus what do I invest to give later? And yeah. and just kind of maybe your your personal process, but then even the the questions you help other investors begin to ask as well. Well, I'll tell you, I started with real estate because I wanted to make a bunch of money and give it away. 
this has been on my heart for a long time. And the reason I got into real estate was because I knew that more millionaires in the history of our country were made in real estate. Like, okay, then I got to learn real estate, right? But I think this very common mindset comes with, with entrepreneurs and business people in particular, that I can grow my money and then give it away later. And I, I recently heard a mentor of mine say, you know, that that presupposes that we can grow our money better than God can. And I was just, I was blown away by that. It really hit home that that's what I've been doing. I've been assuming I can grow my money better than God can, and I'll give it away later. But if I'm not generous now, if I'm not being faithful with little, what makes me believe is going to give me much, you know? And, and honestly, in, in hard to define ways, I've had more financial prosperity this year as I've given more than in any years before that. And we can point to all kinds of reasons for that. I'm a wiser investor now than I used to be. The market sure is helping. But, but when I'm freer with the resources God gives me to help others, I see uh, my business deal go smoother. I see more income flowing in too. It's, it's the craziest thing. And that's not so, a prosperity. Dude, God get practical wanna... with me. Like I, I, I need examples, man. Like I okay. need to know what, like how you think, like, yeah, let's talk about like, if you're willing to share, right? Like just sure. even targets or ways that you, you know, you set out to give and then what that actually looks like. Um, I'd be really curious. Well, and I think every individual as, is unique and it's a beautiful thing. And so I like to talk to people individually. Okay, Ellis, what um, what are you giving now? And what are you giving to, you know, does it, does it feel blah? Is it just wrote? Where are you at personally? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's how I like to work with people. Um, it, there's no one size fits all, just like with real estate investing, right? Certain right. investments are great for some investors and, and others are great for others. Well, I was going to say this, what do you find with, cause, cause explain to me now, man, like for our audience, like, what do you, your mission and goal is, is what now? Cause you're a full-time investor, but sounds, but in our conversations got a shifting your heart and vision to maybe help investors with kind of a giving strategy. So explain, explain your focus, your niche currently. Yeah. My, my passion is to inspire generosity in, in other givers. Um, particularly accredited givers, I would say, accredited investors who are, are giving in line with their, their income. And, and you know, that, that looks different in different situations. I don't believe that I can uh, spark generosity from nothing. I think that's the work of the Holy Spirit. But if I can create space to have conversations like this one and see what the Holy Spirit does, that excites me. If I can find out what the barriers are to cheerful giving for an individual, I'll do whatever I can to, to help work through those with you. Sometimes it's that scarcity mindset that I myself struggle with. And at other times, people don't have a scarcity mindset, but they may not trust uh, gift recipients. You know, mm-hmm. you might want to give your your capital to stop human trafficking, but you don't know where to start. Yeah, but That's what I'm here for. And, and I'll, I'll come alongside and find out exactly where your heart is at. And I will research organizations, locate them and match them up with the right donors. No, I think that's, that's really good, man. I think, I think that's, there is probably a mix of both. I I would say a lot of us probably is that scarcity mindset, or it'd be challenged by that thought of, I think I can grow my money better than God can. Or, you know, honestly, I think for me this past year and, and, and being really truthful, man, I'd love to hear some, some advice here. I definitely wanted to give more, had thought, okay, 
and being an early business owner, kind of just trying to figure out how to budget and put expenses together and all that. I'm like, I'm, we're going to be able to give this much at the end of the year. Well, the end of the year came around. I just had things I didn't expect and I had to pay for things to help set us up for this year. And honestly, the thing, what I wanted to be able to give kind of shrunk, 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 shrunk. Right. And I was like, Oh man, I really messed up. Yeah. You know, like I, I not been a good steward because honestly I was not equipped to sure. really think about this well. And I've learned and I'm beginning to put those things into practice, but what are some tips you can help with there of like for investors, for business owners, right? Who are, who are wanting to give and maybe how to align their business and profits alongside their heart to give more. Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, for me, I find that giving rather than saving till the end of the year, because things come up whenever um, a particular deal closes or um, you know some stream of income pays, I make a habit of giving right away. It's like, okay, that that check hit my account. My first check I need to write is is to, whether it's to your church or to organizations you've decided in advance to give to. And so my giving goes throughout the year whenever I get paid. And as entrepreneurs, our paychecks are always um, sporadic, right? So you might get four in a row and then not see income for six months. And that's that's common for us. But if we if we leave it till the end, that stuff happens all the time. I think yeah. that but if we're giving as soon as the income comes in, it's out of your hands. You can also feel good about that, knowing I was faithful with that chunk of money that was given to me. Do you... Um recommend like a donor advised fund or anything like that to help with that process? Because like, you know, the tough thing about that is, you know, where do you put it? You put it in a reserve? I mean, what where do you, what, what do you recommend? Right. Well, so we, we make uh, detailed plans for our investing, right? To be good stewards of that money. And then we uh, often make detailed budgets for our family finances. Uh, one thing we don't spend a lot of time on is giving plans. And I, I would love to help uh, people figure out, make a plan for your giving so that when the time comes to give, you know, you know what you want to do with it. I think donor advice funds are a great tool. They're not for every situation. And so that's why I, I work kind of individually with people and say, where will a donor, donor advised fund fit for you? One great thing about a donor advised fund is you get the tax write-off today for all the money you give, and you don't have to give it to the end user yet. And so that can be, that can be great if you're not sure where you want the money to go, but you know you want to give. Set up a donor advised fund. It's extremely inexpensive places like Waterstone, uh, National Christian Foundation. And, and then you can pour your resources into there and later you decide who you're going to distribute it to. Part of the problem might be though, if you haven't made a plan, you'll never make a plan. <laughs> so you have to uh, spend the time to, to decide where you want to give uh, and why. Yeah, that's really fascinating you say that, man, because I mean, that's so true. Like we budget we make financial goals, but if we really sat down and said, this is what we want to give, or this is our goal for giving, uh, guilty for sure. That's really, really good. So what is, let's talk about a plan. Like if, if a family wants to sit down and create a giving plan, what, what is the starting point for that, man? What do you recommend? And how does that I start figuring out what, what has God made you passionate about? What kind of gifts have you made in the past that, that really excites you and um, and you want to see the impact grow more and beginning there with really we're emotional beings. Right. And I think God's put different things on everybody's heart. I've got uh, friends who are excited about the country of Colombia and, and raising people up there. Um, so paying for education and things like that. Other people are not geographically minded necessarily They They want to, like I said, uh, stop human trafficking wherever it is in the world. And, um, there's got to be different lanes that that are unique to you 
that God's put on your heart. And I find usually these fall under major categories of the Great Commission, um, sharing the gospel with, you know, all people groups in the world, the Great Commandment, which is love your neighbor as yourself, and taking care of the least of these. And then there's the the cultural mandate they call it that is uh, go out and create, subdue, and multiply. Um, and I think it, pretty much anything we can give to as Christians falls under one of those three categories. Yeah. Well, you know what I love about that too, man. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, man, I. How do you how do you pick what to give to? Like, you're so much now, you know. There's so much yeah. need in the world, and then you give your church, and then there's other nonprofits, and then there's missionaries. And I was thinking about that, you know. I'm like, but God has placed and given stories to every so many different people. It's like if we just focused on giving to the, you know, and, and and maybe begin to open our minds to what else is needed out there. But I also think like it's so true. Start with what you know, and start with what you're passionate about, because. You know, the reality is you and me, David, even if we say, hey, we're only going to give to the thing that the one thing that we're passionate about, that's probably different things. You know right. what I mean? Because our right. stories are different. I was a missionary in my past and you you haven't been a full time missionary on the college campus. And so, you know, the things that we that we may support are going to be very different just based on the story that God's given right. us. How God made us. That's right. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. There's no there's very few wrong answers, I think, in where we can can send God's resources. And, and as long as that's lined up with scripture in some way, and there's a well, lot well, of good things. What to were do. some of the early resources, man, that you, you got into books, passages, et cetera, networks that just help cultivate generosity in you, man. Yeah. You know, um, there's an organization called generous giving mm-hmm. and they, they put on these journeys of generosity um, events, short two day retreats where you can just talk about, generosity. And um, most conversations about generosity end in somebody asking you for money, but these ones don't. And it's it's really powerful when there's no ask, there's no pressure to be able to just discuss with, with other Christians, uh, what does God expect of us? What kind of, what does generous, generosity look like? It doesn't have to be our, our money. It can be our time and our influence, uh, experience, all kinds of things we can be generous with. So Generous Giving is one of those organizations that um, I find a lot of value and uh, education from reading books like Randy Alcorn's The Treasure Principle. Uh, it's it's huge. Just digging into money and where is our treasure, uh, and things like that. All right, I'm gonna list those resources below. Uh, I really support. Uh, by the way, we interviewed the founder of Generous Giving, Todd. Episode number one of season two. You can go back and listen to that. Another fantastic episode. Highly, highly, highly recommend that episode for anyone listening. So, David, what's it look like to work with you, man? Like you say you're an advisor to accredited investors. What's your, I mean, give us the actual. I'm a terrible giving coach and mentor. And so I sit down with people and figure out where they are at in this process of, uh, in their own journey of generosity. And some people need help uh, defining and refining their vision for giving and the impact they want to have. Some people have that figured out, but they just don't know. Okay, now now that I've got a vision, where what organizations should I give to with this vision? And so sometimes I'll go out and research organizations and bring them to the table and present them to a donor and say, here's here are some options. Uh, other people are already giving consistently to many places, but they need they need help vetting and assessing how the recipients of their gifts are are stewarding those gifts. So I will go out and and. Um, have conversations with the heads of organizations and, and make sure that those gifts are being stewarded well. And then finally, some people just want to maximize their giving uh, vis-a-vis taxes and things like that. And so uh, we do planned giving 
helping people figure out how to make gifts, sometimes creatively. For example, if you're going to sell a business and then you were planning to give off of that, it makes more sense to give a piece of your business before you sell. Uh, there's many strategies like that that can save on taxes, giving you more, more capital to do good with. Let's explain your structure and kind of how you set yeah. it. So it, um, I, I'm a private foundation and we don't charge fees per se. There's a suggested donation, um, kind of like a consulting at an hourly rate. Um, and it's going to be very tailored to the individual, um, working with some people for a couple hours and they're good to go. Other people, it might be an ongoing thing for, for months. It just really depends on, on what kind of value I can bring. So uh, there's no risk to, to at least having a conversation and seeing yeah. if it could be. A well, good. I think it makes sense, man. I mean, it's just like, you know, send down, like you pay your CPA to right. pay your taxes to help you save money in the long term. I mean, in some ways a giving, having a giving strategy one to, for the, you know, the, the joy of learning and being able to give and do this, but also you're right, man, there's some real strategies behind this, especially for investors, especially for entrepreneurs, you know, that have companies that have real estate that have businesses that, you know, you, you can, you can do things with those that, you know, you actually may be able to give more and keep more yes. uh, by having the right strategy. And that's been something that, you know, you've helped me understand as well. As real estate investors, we all love to, to leverage those tricks yeah. to save on taxes and it, it yeah. works. In the Nobody general. likes giving money to the government, man. Like if you like, <laughs> let's just be honest, you know, like it, let's figure out how to give more and, and pay less in taxes. Yeah, Uncle Sam's pocket. That's the, that's the reality. <laughs> Absolutely. That's really good. What about stories, man? I want to end with some stories, David. Like give me, I think there's one thing to talk about it. Another thing to, I just you know, it's just like anything, man. In college, I read I read biographies of missionaries because it it it's seeing what God has has been able to do in one person's life is is yeah. the, the, so, the catalyst for me. So, give me some stories or at least yeah. one. I've got a, I've got a donor who um, he he's a big giver. He's a big earner, and uh, he wrote a check for three hundred thousand dollars to an organization two years ago. But that organization wasn't great at communicating. And so he came to me and he's like, I just don't know. I don't know about this place. I gave him a, a sizable chunk of capital and I don't know what they're doing with it. And so I dug in, I started doing research. I, I got the head of the organization on Zoom and, and we started asking some hard questions. The stuff in your financial statements, it doesn't make sense to me. Where did the money go that I gave you? Um, after about two hours of asking hard questions and the, the head of the organization answering very well, the donor was extremely happy. He he felt confident once again that his resources were having the, the impact that he intended. And he decided to write another check for, you know, six figures to that organization that next year. But had had no one been there to force that communication, he probably would have just quietly stopped giving. And, and the impact that organization is having, they've, they've planted 900 churches across uh, Central Africa. Um, and a lot of these places they, they've not been able to talk about because it's dangerous. So having those conversations, connecting donors and ministries to, to really dig in, even if the conversations are hard, it can be so valuable. And that, that's one really exciting story. Yeah, I mean, to even think about the value you brought to that organization, man, right? Of like, hey, connecting what you're doing from, I mean, it's so true, man. I mean, I was a missionary, right, for six years. And even though fundraising is such a massive part of what we do, you know, it can be hard to break away from the daily, you know, responsibilities of the ministry to, you know, communicate uh, what you're doing 
to investors. And so, I mean, just I, that's a matter. I know that's something that should be part two of your business strategy, man. Right. I say a business strategy of your, you know, like that's a, you, you look what you just did for the organization, not for the right. giver. And that's a, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. That's key, man. That's key because part of the joy of giving. And I, and I think this is so key for everyone too, is like, especially as you, you know, as kingdom investors and we do grow and build wealth and our income increases is to not get too far away from the needs especially the things that we're giving to and and that's true man because like you give a big check and like yeah wow i feel good about that but the true joy of it too is like seeing what happens and seeing and i think that's you know that's what can continue to spur on i mean in that same case that guy was motivated to give more because he saw it first off i think if anyone listening is don't get too far from the th- I think that's what reminded don't get don't get too far removed from the things that you give to from the things you're passionate about right because I do think to become a cheerful giver especially if you're an investor an entrepreneur we're focused on our business and, and we can be removed pretty far removed from from the needs that God's called us to take care of but then also man I, I think that's so right on and I appreciate maybe even that's a good good way of having someone like you on our team is like reminding us of what our our money is doing and working and that right. might be worth the investment right there of time or capital of just having someone say hey man look what your money did this year you know what i mean like look what your capital is going towards so especially if you're a sizable giver i think i think that would be an, an incredible opportunity i think it brings so much joy into our lives and we we get happiness and joy from a lot of different things uh, often time with our family right and or, or creating something beautiful in in real estate and stepping back and saying look what i did um but but giving can be such a source of joy and and i want to help people experience that um in a way they have never before dude where can we go where if, if folks are hearing this like yeah man, i want to get in touch with david do you do like a consulting thing talk to us yeah, um, you know, reach out to me. Email is probably the best way. David at findmefaithful.org. And uh, I'd love to, to just get on the phone and see where you're at, where God has you in this journey and, and how I can maybe be a part and, and help you out. David at findmefaithful.org. That's why you got to say it multiple times, David. I thought I'll talk to you something about call to actions, man. Come on, bro. You know, <laughs> uh, Guys, please go check out David. David at findmefaithful.org. Is that a website too they can go look at? Yes, uh, website's in process, but it, it, there is something up. So yeah, right, well, you got a couple of weeks. We got a couple of weeks till this thing goes live. So I, okay. I recommend. <laughs> you on top of that. I, I recommend getting it done. Hey man, thankful, thankful for your influence over my life, over our mastermind community, and the way that you served us up to this point, and looking forward to finding more ways to um, to advance God's kingdom together and, and continue to create a spirit of generosity, both in my own heart but in the hearts and lives of our, our community, man. So thank you so much, David. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be friends with you and, and part of the community. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, if you lo- if you like this episode and you see the mission we're trying to do here at Kingdom REI, please leave us a five-star written review and share this episode on social media. Uh, clearly, we're here to support uh, the work like guys like David. And if you want to be a part of helping that, all we ask uh, is that you help share this episode. So take a time to do that now. Thank, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week. Cheers. See ya.